Hello, I'm Luca De Giglio, and this is the Web3 in Travel podcast, where you can learn about crypto, blockchain, and how the new internet will change travel. Today, we will talk about PFP NFTs. PFPs are profile pictures made in NFTs. So profile pictures are these pictures we, we've been using for a long time in our social networks. Most of the times it's, it's a picture of our face, but sometimes we can put other, other things. And you probably have seen people using um, cartoons or, or anything, uh, maybe the logo of the company or whatever. So the PFPs, profile pictures, is a basic building block of social networks, and it's been for a long time. In a way, they are a representation of our identity in this mythical or mystical metaverse, whatever that means. Uh, but the fact is that we do use them, all of us, and we've been using them for a long time, and they're not about Web3 at all. They are about the Web in general. And we need to talk about them because Web3 changes the way we can use them and also opens to some opportunities in the travel industry in the longer term. So first of all, what is different in Web3 with these profile pictures? Well, you can prove that you own them. Let's say that you take a picture of yourself. So this is your picture of your face and you make an NFT out of it. So first of all, do not conflate NFT with markets and money and prices. You can do an NFT for something which has no value and it's not on the market. Remember how an NFT is simply a certificate. So you certify that this picture belongs to you and you have just taken this picture. So you are the first in the world to certify this picture with an NFT. You have a written proof on the blockchain that you took this picture. So you took the picture, you made the NFT, and now you show this picture as a profile picture, a PFP. If you remember from the NFT episode, certification means nothing if there's no enforcement, right? So anybody could do a second NFT, copy your picture, and say, well, this is my picture. And I was saying that episode, we just need to wait for somebody to come and be the policeman, the one who says, no, this is the real one. This is the first one. And this has happened already. Uh, Twitter has integrated the profile pictures NFTs a few days ago. At the moment, just for the paid accounts, I think they're called Twitter Blue. But there is already now a system on a, on a network, which is, has got like over 200 million daily users it certifies ownership of the NFT. So this really brings the whole thing forward and gives much more solidity to the very concept of profile pictures NFTs. So what are the use cases of something like this? So we have now a way to certify the ownership of a picture, and we have systems which guarantee that this specific account actually owns this picture. It's a step forward toward certified identity on the internet, which has always been a problem. We, we could have 10 different fake accounts and the real account could suffer um, as a result of that. But to be very honest, I don't really know what will be the main use cases for that. I have this clear understanding that there's going to be many because now 
things can be done with this, right? Let's think a few examples. Let's say that I want to follow only people who have a certain kind of interest. And this interest is, for instance, Web3 or Web3 in trouble, right? Before this, what I had to do was to read what they talk about, maybe their tags, the tags in the profile or their tags in what they write, and then follow them. Now I have an extra layer of filtering, which is what kind of PFP they're actually using. So let's say that somebody has uh, an expensive PFP in this case, like they bought one very expensive on, on OpenSea, and it's specific for Web2 in trouble. I'm going to follow them because that gives another layer of trust to this specific account because they actually spent money on it. But money here is not even important. The very fact that they are showing, the, among all the possible pictures that they can show, they show the specific NFT, which is connected to Web3 in trouble, it already signals to me that they are very interested in the subject, so I will follow them. And maybe that gives even an extra layer of um, authority because they, they are so exposed with that, right? And Twitter is the first but others will follow suit. So I think Facebook already has announced something like that, Instagram too. I guess most social networks will sooner or later integrate NFTs. That could be also interesting from the fact that I could, when I spend advertisement money with these companies to target these specific accounts, because again, they are signaling something and this signal is important to me to optimize my advertisement budget. Again, remember, I'm just guessing here. I don't know what's going to happen. These are primitives. So these are building blocks and people will figure out what to do with them. The opportunity here is to get them before the others. Like, I don't know, when Facebook started advertisement, if you got in very early, probably the advertisement was cheap. Or when Google started the AdWords program at the beginning of the 2000s, it was very cheap and very easy to reach people. I remember. I was sitting in an internet cafe in Prague and I, in maybe 2001 or two or three, I don't remember, and Google announced the Google AdWords, which today I think is called Google Ads, and I immediately used it to buy keywords like Prague Apartments and stuff because I had this booking platform. It was incredibly cheap and it brought me so much business, right? And then slowly it got more expensive, more people got in, and it became very expensive a few years later. So I was able to basically get an opportunity, make the most of it, and you know, and transform this marketing budget in, in, in bookings. We may be on the verge of something like that with profile pictures, NFTs, and NFTs in general, but like let's talk about them, the profile picture NFT today, the PFP. There may be a period of six months, a year or two years or whatever, in which nobody is really aware of what's going on, you are aware of it, and you're going to spend some money, which is going to give you a great uh, return on the investment. Who knows? That's one possibility. So you can see these PFP NFTs as signals on the web, which you can capture and profit from. Or if you are a traveler, well, this could be another way to leave these breadcrumbs, you know, these, these signals to travel companies and say, okay, I'm here, I'm a traveler, I, I bought an NFT, or I made a PFP NFT related to travel. Hello, send me some tokens, send me some NFTs, give me some discounts, whatever. So if this feedback loop starts, people will actually start putting a lot of effort in these PFPs, and we're going to have a 
decentralized, open, basically mailing list in a way, right? So we are going to be able to be targeted and get interesting deals, or we will be able to target people who want the interesting deals, completely skipping the centralized platforms. Because think about it, Twitter is centralized and Facebook and the others are centralized. They are integrating NFTs, but that's the magic, in my opinion, of Web3. They do not own this kind of communication. See it this way. When you have uh, 10,000 likes on your Facebook page, you have to pay Facebook to reach these people who actually are liking your page. You still have to pay Facebook for that. So you made all this effort to build a following and you think this following belongs to you, but no, you have to pay Facebook to reach them. With NFTs, it's different because the NFTs are not in Facebook. They are not in Twitter. They are only integrated by them. They are on the blockchain. So even if Twitter forbids you to kind of interact with them for any reason, you can still reach them through the blockchain. You can still build this mailing list of people with Web3 in travel PFPs and reach them in a way or the other. So that's what's happening. These platforms are kind of forced to adapt to the fact that there's this new primitive which they do not control and which they cannot ignore. So this is a great power shift away from those platforms. Well, let's take a step back and see what these PFPs are because they are actually very interesting beyond the NFT concept. They are interesting because they are something really different and special. So everything started with the CryptoPunks. You may have heard about them. They are heads of characters, pixelated, heavily pixelated. So it's very low quality stuff. But the revolutionary thing they did, the experiment really they did many years ago, actually, was to generate them dynamically. So you have 10,000 of these heads and each head is different. One is blonde, one is black hair. One is a hat, one is a cigarette, one is glasses, etc. And these 10,000 were not built one by one, but they were built by a script. So one day somebody wrote a script, clicked a button, and 10,000 were randomly created. And each one is unique and is just one out of probably millions or billions of possible combinations. So they have this uh, characteristic of unicity of being born out of a collaboration between a machine and a person with a high level of randomness. And randomness is kind of part of nature. So you have a collaboration between nature, man, and machine, which is really fascinating. For some weird reason, they got famous, maybe because they were among the first and somebody started buying them and using them as profile pictures to signal probably that they are deep into crypto and that probably had value for them. And the market, as often in crypto does, went crazy and they went up for, you know, the prices went to hundreds of thousands of dollars for one picture. Uh, even Visa bought one for $100,000. Again, that, that was a move to create their museum of technology, but it shows that some people give value to them. And then other derivatives came out. There was one which is now actually even more important is BAYC, Bored Apes Yacht Club. 
which are head pictures of apes. They are not really nice. I mean, most people wouldn't probably like them, but they represent being part of a club and people, some people find it valuable to be part of the club, right? So these whole things started a lot of experiments, a lot of even money grabs, people, you know, doing whatever just to cash on this trend. And there's been the usual crypto heavy speculation around these things, but many people deep in crypto started using them. So as always in crypto, you have a lot of noise, a lot of speculation, and it can appear like everything is a bubble and nothing makes sense. But down deep, there is some reason why people are doing that. Many people who bought these PFPs are actually using them, and it's actually very useful to them to signal whatever they want to signal. So always be careful. Crypto is 95% speculation in a bull market, but it's never 100% speculation. There's always something valuable down there. So it's really important to be able to see beyond that. And PFPs are a great example. PFPs have a reason to exist, specifically NFT PFPs. PFPs, of course, profile pictures have a reason to exist because they existed before crypto. NFT PFPs have a reason to exist too. And that's the basic assumption I'm doing in this episode. So we have these dynamically generated profile pictures, which are made into NFTs, usually 10,000, and people buy them to use them in their, in their profiles, right? There's a very intriguing aspect here on the minting process. So what is a minting? Minting is writing the NFT on the blockchain. So how does a PFP project work? Normally, you have a web page where they say, okay, there's 10,000 of them. If you click on Mint, you're going to pay the gas to write them on the blockchain and sometimes pay some money to the creator, sometimes not. There's also free plus gas in which you don't pay anything to the creator, but you just pay the gas for, for writing on the blockchain. The moment you click Mint, something incredible happens behind the scenes. Out of the billions, sometimes trillions of combinations, a face is created, a head or a body, or whatever. So the computer behind that creates something really unique, and it comes to life because you click the minting button. So actually before minting, which is, again, writing on the blockchain, there's the creation of this image, and it's not what could look like. Like You may think that you click, you're going to get a random one out of 10,000 available. No, you're getting a random one out of the billions available, but only 10,000 will be ever minted. So what you actually create when you're clicking on that mint button is a new thing which didn't exist before and which sits there in front of you because you clicked that mint button. So you actually gave birth to a new image. You are part of the creation process, right? So once you get it, maybe you like it, maybe you don't like it. That's the other big thing because it's random. Maybe you get a face which you don't like. You don't feel it has any connection with yourself, right? Maybe you're blonde and this one has no hair, whatever. So you could go on minting many of them until you get the one you like. Or you could say, I really like this kind of design. I really want a PFP which looks like this, but I'm not going to mint thousands of them, right? It's going to cost a lot of money, even in gas fees. So I'm going to go on the market and see if somebody minted something I like. 
So you go on an NFT marketplace, let's say you go on uh, OpenSea and you go into this collection, let's say that the whole 10,000 or let's say that 5,000 have been minted already and you start browsing and you look for one which you like, maybe somebody which looks like you or maybe something you, you like. There. Sometimes there's cute images that you find interesting. And when you find one, you buy it if it's for sale or you make an offer to the owner if it's not. So and the one you got and you didn't like, you put it up for sale. That's the process in which you acquire a PFP you like. And I'm betting on the fact that in the next 10 years, most of us will try to get one of these, maybe even build one for yourself. You know, you don't have to always buy what other people do, you can do the one you like, you can create one you like for yourself. But it's going to be pretty common for people to say, okay, I'm going to change my avatar and I want to buy one I like. I like this collection. Let me see what they have. You buy one, you connect it to your social network account and boom, you have now signaled your preferences about you know whatever industry you're in, whatever uh, worldview of life you have, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's going to be many of these projects which are completely free because not everything is about speculation, right? So the crypto punks I was talking about, which are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, you could mint them for free a few years ago. That was just an experiment, remember? So again, do not conflate PFPs or NFTs with speculation in Bull markets, yeah, everything, everything is speculation. Everybody wants to make a lot of money. Everything is for sale, etc. In bear markets, it gets more like organic, and there's gonna probably be some interesting projects which have no no cost. So do not conflate and insist on this with NFTs with speculations and markets, etc. NFTs can be completely free. Now, if you are a travel company. Do you need to issue your own PFP? No, you don't. Absolutely. Especially if you're not a very big brand and you cannot expect people to use your image with your brand on their profile picture. Maybe people in your company for a while would be happy to. Maybe it's a good idea to make a small internal experiment. I don't know. But don't FOMO into this stuff. You don't need to own or you don't need to create a PFP project for your own company. Yes, it could be a good idea in some context, but it's really up to you. And I wouldn't do it unless you are, you know, if it's really fun for you or you find it interesting in some way. Uh, don't FOMO into it means you don't have just to do it because everybody's doing it, right? Could we get in a place where every company has a PFP project? Maybe, maybe, but until that happens, just don't worry. Will you use one personally? Possibly. Uh, you can still use your own, you know, the picture of your face or maybe your company logo. You don't need to get into PFP, so automatically generated, dynamically generated PFPs, NFTs. You don't need that. It's a possibility. I'm just explaining what these are and then you, you will decide what to do. I'm pretty certain that many people in the travel industry once the transition from Web 2 to Web 3 is more mature, is more ahead, they will want to signal that they are Web 3 companies or Web 3 people. In the same way that at a certain point, companies started signaling that they are internet companies or Web 2 companies. And PFP 
NFTs are a very good way to signal that. So I think that in a few years, you're going to see many people in the travel industry displaying integrated NFTs, PFP NFTs in their profile, many of them. So this is in its way, its own little industry. I mean, it's not that little, it's already moved a lot of money, but it's an industry in the social network sphere because it answers a need, which is the need to signal online what we are, who we are, what we stand for, uh, what kind of cultural movements we follow, what kind of industry brand we are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's just a way to signal, and we are constantly signaling things on social networks, so we're going to try to signal probably using this technology too. So while I'm comfortable here in explaining you the new primitive which we can use, it's really hard, as, as usual, to kind of foresee how we're going to use them, the use cases, right? But one way you can think about this is it's not only an NFT, it's also a dynamically generated image. And when I tell you dynamically generated image, you can think about something which is not a face or a head. Let's say that you have a great hotel, a five-star hotel in some city. You could make a picture of every single room you have with a certain number. And when somebody comes to stay in your hotel, you can gift them the specific room number they've been, free NFT, and tell them every time you come back, if you show me this NFT, you're going to get a 5% discount if you book this kind of room, right? And we're going to maybe prioritize giving you this exact room. I guess this is pretty hard to do in hotels. It's just an idea. And then this person could say, okay, I'm going to sell this NFT to somebody else who actually want to have that kind of room. So you gave a present to your customers, to your guests, and you kind of made a fidelization effort here, right? Now, this specific example is not even dynamically generated. You could do pictures of your hotel and actually create dynamically generated uh, images where the background of, of the image is one of the places in the hotel, maybe the places around the hotel, maybe the places in your city. And the foreground could be your mascot if you have one, or maybe your logo, you know, could be anything. So again, you need to be creative here to, to really find something which works for you. The fact is that that wasn't really possible before. So now you can have this. You can make an NFT out of them and you can gift them, you could sell them, and you can give value to them by linking the ownership of this NFT with some perk and advantage in your hotel. Same goes for villa managers, tour operators, anything, actually. You could even do something more. You could say, if you have this as a profile picture when you book, so you're actually making an advertisement for me, you get a nice discount. So there you go. Web3 marketing. That wasn't possible before in the same way. You are trading visibility for discounts. Again, is this a good idea? I don't know. Maybe not. But I'm just trying to kind of show you how the use cases could be many, completely different, creative. It's really a good moment to start playing with these things and understand them because you could come up with a great idea which changes your business here. Here's another one. So there's going to be very famous influencer in the travel industry. Okay, there are already, I guess. I don't follow this too much. 
and these influencers are going to have portfolios of NFTs related to travel. So let's say you got this very big influencer and people are going to look at the NFTs they have and you want your own NFT to be there, okay? Because it signals that they appreciate it. And as usual, the earlier you get into this, the easier it's going to be because today there's really little about NFTs in trouble, almost nothing, but it's starting. So it may be a good time to, to start playing with these things. Is there something already in the travel industry with PFPs? Very little, but it's starting. The TRIPS community, which I'm founder, has been working since August 2021 to a new PFP called the Little Traveler, in which you have some anime characters with different faces and hair and dresses and colors, etc., with different backgrounds of places around the world, taking a selfie. And you've seen them already because I use them in the cover of this podcast. So you have a few of these characters in the cover of this podcast. And they won't exist in the real one that we haven't launched yet. So the moment we launch them, there's going to be maximum 10,000. And the chances that one of the characters in the podcast cover is going to actually come to life are pretty, pretty low. I would say almost zero. That's uh, to reiterate the fact that the dynamic generation is really random and there's many, many possibilities. So we have this project which we will launch soon. Maybe it's going to be launched a couple of weeks after this podcast goes live. And each one of them is going to represent a different kind of traveler. There's maybe a boy in Paris dressing elegantly, or maybe there's a girl in Bangkok dressing with a T-shirt. On the T-shirt, they write something. They also may have a logo on a badge and so on. So there's a huge variety of these characters, and I think they're very, very beautiful. And we will be working on giving value to them later, in which like, we will try to explain to the travel industry that the opportunity here is great to basically attract a new demographic of travelers who are in crypto by giving discounts and offers to people who own these NFTs. So this is launching soon. Probably before us, another one is launching. Travala is launching something similar. They have, uh, I think, tigers or lions as characters, and they also have backgrounds behind them. And as far as I understand, they cannot be bought by everyone. They're reserved to people in the Travala project. But this comes to show you that something is moving, something is brewing, and uh, it's probably going to keep growing for, for a while. So what's the call to action here? Well, I don't know. Um, I would say first, don't do mistakes like going out there and buying whatever, even if you don't like it because you think it's going to go up in price, because this is a really dangerous move. Yes, some people made millions, but most people probably have lost money to finance those millions to the ones who made it. I would just go out there, maybe open C and see the rankings. Many of the projects on the top ranking in OpenSea are PFP projects. See what's out there, see what you like, uh, maybe buy one, but you know, I wouldn't buy an expensive one at the beginning. Maybe go on other chains and see if there's free minting because Ethereum is going to cost you gas for sure. Or maybe, yeah, stay on Ethereum, mint one which has no cost, but only gas. 
are if you are more adventurous, why don't you go on L2s on Ethereum, maybe Arbitrum or Optimism, and find some free projects there. Uh, there's one called Lugis on the Arbitrum layer two of Ethereum, which allows you to mint for free. You just pay the gas, uh, maybe two, three, four, five dollars. And that's a good way to experiment these things. And uh, that actually brings to my mind one important thing about NFTs images. So NFTs images, as you may have learned in, in previous episodes, are not in the blockchain mostly. So there's in the NFT, which is just a token, there's a link to an image. And this link could be to an OpenSea server, to somebody's server, and that's very centralized because your NFT could one day change completely the image. So you only have the same token, but a different image. Or something more decentralized is when the image is saved on IPFS. It's a decentralized file storage. Or the most decentralized is when the image is saved on chain. Now, saving images on chain is really expensive. So basically nobody does it, but there are some projects which actually do not save the image, but they save the code to recreate the image on chain. So there's no way ever anybody is going to be able to change that image. And if I'm not wrong, those Lugis or Luges are, are like this. So it's a very interesting, super decentralized project there. And again, they are free. So if you're like looking for a way to experiment firsthand what minting a dynamically generated NFT means, Lugis should be, should be a good start. Of course, it's hard to get on layer two. You need to move your Ether there. Some exchanges allow you to buy Ether directly on layer two and move it there. So skip completely the very expensive Ethereum network. But I'm sure there's other projects in other chains where you can do the same thing more, more easily, probably. Now, the problem with completely free chains where, you know, the, the gas is basically nothing, is spam. So you're going to probably have to buy them. Um, if you launch a um, PFP project, let's say a 10,000 PFP project on, let's say, Polygon, and you make it free, one single person could mint everything. They could basically steal everything away from the others. So on those chains, you have actually to charge, okay? Or you don't have to allow people to mint. You mint them, and then you give them to your customers for some actions they've done, like coming to stay at your place. Remember that free blockchains are spammed. So you always need to have a fee market. It has to cost something to interact with the blockchain. Otherwise, it's spammed. Oh, I went to check the Luges, and actually, I wasn't correct here. So, first of all, they are not free. They have a certain price, and the price increases by 0.2% with each new mint. At the moment, they cost about $20, and this is growing. There's still more than 2000 left. So, it could be a good experiment to try this one. But if you don't want to spend any money, uh, I'm sure you're going to find something which is completely free somewhere. Actually, these Luges... Now, first of all, let me give you the address. It's optimistic.lugis, L-O-O-G-I-E-S dot I-O. So you can check them out. I've seen them also on Polygon, and they were actually completely free, but they're probably gone for the reason I told you before, because if it's free, somebody's going to mint them. And the price curve is interesting when you launch this project. You can say 
the earlier you buy them, the cheaper they are. And if you wait too long, they go up in price. So people are kind of forced to FOMO in without thinking too much because the price will go up, right? Uh, this one hasn't been really successful because a couple of months after I first minted them, they are still available. But again, I'm telling you about these just as an experiment, just to see what's happening. Check them out. They are, they're very interesting. So let's uh, recap this episode. First of all, I talked about these profile pictures, which often are dynamically generated. So they are unique in a way. They are connected to an NFT. So there's a proof of ownership. And the big social networks are now connecting the NFTs. So there's also the enforcement, right? Somebody, a third party, which guarantees that this NFT actually belongs to a specific account. They are avatars, um, avatars in the metaverse, avatar in the social network. So they have different kinds of values according to who uses them, but they do have some kind of value. The most obvious is social signaling, is showing what you like, how you want to be seen, what you want to associate yourself with. It's a bit like of the Rolex of, of Web3. Rolex, if you buy something expensive, or maybe it's the you know cheap jacket you wear to show that you don't care because you are cooler than the guy with the Rolex, whatever. You can signal stuff online with this PFP NFTs. And it's interesting, there's a new opportunity here not to signal anything to show that you are out of this crazy things by not having one. So before they, they were invented, you could not, I'm doing a bit of reverse psychology here, you could not signal you, you're out of these things because nobody was in. And as everybody goes in, well, then you got your chance to show you different and not owing them. So don't be angry if you're one of those people who are really angry with NFTs. Maybe we'll talk about this in the future because it's actually becoming a thing. The people really hate NFTs, but that's not for this episode. What else? It's something you don't have to do. It may be an opportunity. Another very important aspect is like you need to be creative. Don't just follow the trend. There may be something interesting, but you have to invent it first. Or you have to understand trends and, and try to place your company in the right one. You will probably use one or people around you will probably use one. So they are a thing you cannot ignore and at the same time you can completely ignore and the fact that they're going to be around but you don't need to jump on this wagon uh, for any specific reason we at trips community are launching one and it can be interesting to follow what's happening to understand the use case if it works if you get other ideas maybe you want to do a derivative somebody already is doing a derivative with us you can do it by yourself you could copy our idea and make your own thing it's completely open, so check it out because you can learn. Travala uh, is launching one too, so check, check them out too. And I hope I gave you a basic understanding of what these things are. They are much deeper than they look when you just look at a picture of a, of a monkey somewhere. And let's see where this goes and let's enjoy the ride. All right, this is the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. For more insights on Web3, follow me on Twitter at TripLuca, T-R-I-P-L-U-C-A, and see you next time.